Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by the ACLU. Do you support the ACLU? Do you know what it stands for? Not the acronym, but what the organization itself represents. Well, you had better look it up before you look like an idiot in front of all your woke friends. Today on the podcast, we have Joel Franklin, my buddy from the way back. Today, we're talking about ego, your uh, your pride, shame. What's the difference between the two? If you live your life not trying to protect your self-perception, is it a good life? Is it a way to live? Yeah, it'd be pretty good, because then you can actually ask yourself, what do I want to do? What do I want to be? What do I want to accomplish? Not, what is everyone thinking of me? I need to preface the beginning of this podcast we're talking about a situation where all you need to know is a girl a cute girl helped joel jump his car at a gas station he then asked her out that's all you need to know i mentioned an old lady don't worry about it it doesn't matter it's not relevant to the story i don't know why i brought it up there's an old lady in the story but she doesn't matter so i say old lady joel doesn't ask out an old lady she just happens to be there all you need to know, Joel asks out a girl at a gas station. Let's do this episode. You have everything you need. I love you. Kiss me. Let's make out. Let's do this with Joel. Yeah, okay, so you go up to this girl in a your your battery's dead. You have a moment with this girl. This lit old lady helps you get your battery charged and she lets you borrow her cables. The girl that you asked out. Mm-hmm. All right, and you had gumption, you had confidence to go up to her and like be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna ask her for coffee, and like it was like super. Yeah, it was like su- it was because I could tell if she like gave me the signal was like, I'm down if you're if you ask me. Yeah, and so like I, I, like if she would just like was like really cold or like didn't come over and like didn't give me signals, I'd be like, no, I'm not even gonna right. get rejected or even try or whatever. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. since she like lingered, I was like, oh dude, I think that's what they call, I think that's like a signal or whatever. The linger. The linger. Like you gave her cables back. Yeah, and like, I, I don't remember the exact word you exchanged, but I remember saying, I was like uh, really thankful and made a joke about her saving my life. And she was like, oh, you're really sweet. Um, I was really glad to help. And then she had the cables in her hand and then she was still looking at me and still standing there. And like the conversation was done, right. I thought. Like I thought we were just getting their cars and go. And I'm like, oh. So like I like, I like moved it on. I was like, all right, like see you or, you know. Yeah, you kind of cut it off. Yeah, I was like, yeah. thanks again. And then, and then she got, and then like we walked, she walked away and I got in my car. I'm like, dude, no, that's like, I think it's like the, the proverbial, like she was giving me the green light. And then I like had the gumption to go ask her then you went over to her car yeah so then i like went over to her car and was like would you like to get coffee with me or like i want to buy a cup of coffee like i would really appreciate it and she was like no like you don't do that at all like i really liked helping you out and then i was like let me rephrase this i'd like to take you out to coffee like i'm asking you out did that she, take her back or was it pretty obvious that that's what you were talking about it wasn't obvious at first because I, I i was like trying to be nice like i feel like i was at first i was coming off nice right and then i was like no like, i'm actually trying to like ask you out right and she's like oh yeah oh yeah i actually fine. let my car die on purpose <laughs> yeah no but then because then she was like yeah you just want my number 
I was like, oh yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah. And then, yeah. And she was cool about it? Yeah. Okay. She like, cause I've, that sometimes have happened before where you, I get a girl's number or even like a guy's number, like a friend. Yeah. And buddy. you never like know like how to do the fun thing. I just like handed it to her. I was like, you can put it in yourself. I don't know. Yeah. And then she, she's like, she put in like Hannah. She's like, I'm gonna put it in Hannah gas station. So you remember me? I'm like, okay. And then. Oh, um, wow. But yeah. then she didn't text you back didn't, and you texted her. Didn't text me back. No. That'll be a thing we need to have girls call in and ask what, like, what happened there? You know what I mean? You have a moment and then, and then you try to make it, you try to make it something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, nah, just let it, let it die. Yeah. It's, and also to clarify, like she, it was her correct number because I like looked it up or I didn't look it up. It came up, it popped up in other social media. Like, uh, social media has worked like that in parallel where they like, yeah, connect. Yeah, you stalked her. It actually popped up on my Snapchat. Yeah, but then you stalked her. But then I stalked her, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found out like where she lived and then, yeah. no. But yeah, so I was like, oh, it was her number. That was legit. But then, yeah, I, I actually don't get it, but I guess that's fine. I get, for me, I, I thought it would be like, you give it out for a reason. I'm, I think I'm getting, I'm like learning more and more. It's like, it's not like a tease, but it's like an optionality for them or it's like a, yeah. Here, like it was like flattering and like, why not have like as many guys as you can like try to pursue you? Not that, like, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, maybe that's it. Something like that. I'm trying to think if a girl asked me out and then texted me, things can change, you know? And it also, it's a thing. When you gotta put on nice clothes and you gotta go on a date with someone, I think mm. it's kind of nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking and you gotta be emotionally ready for that to spend like an evening with someone you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's it? I don't know, I thought I put off a good vibe, honestly. Like I wasn't, I feel like I was like disarming and like she would, that's, yeah, that's why I don't want to. I thought you nailed it. Yeah, I thought I nailed it and it was like comfortable. I wasn't like a douche and I wasn't like, not a douche. I, I don't know what it was. I just thought I, like she, it was very clear that like I wasn't trying to do anything crazy. So it would be like comfortable, like asked her out. Yeah. And um, yeah, I even said a few jokes so, to make it easier. And then, yeah. Didn't. You killed it. Yeah, I thought I killed it. Yeah. And I feel like we're all douches, man. I think we all think we're not douches, but in reality, we're all douches. Do you know what I mean? I, mean, I think that's okay. Yeah, maybe she wanted, I don't know about douche is the right one, the right word, but. Okay. I, I, I think like, I didn't, I, I made it so it wasn't like pressure or like this big deal, I thought. It was more like, hey, we should get a cup of coffee. Right. Maybe she wanted it to be like a bigger deal. Like I like, she wanted me to like say that she was really hot or I was really attracted to her. And all these things yeah yeah could okay and like coffee is not coffee's not douchey coffee is like if you're asking someone out for coffee it's it's more I want to talk to you I want to be extremely sober and talk to you mm-hmm. versus if you ask someone out like for a drink that's like I'm trying to have sex with you I want to have sex with you. I want to get, I want to, I want to meet you at the finish line. You know? <laughs> That's why like, 
going back to, I think we talked about, talked about this, when like I didn't, if she would have met, if she, we would have talked, if we would have actually met and talked and sat down, I feel like very clearly she'd be like, oh, this is not who I thought you were. Could be a good thing. But it would be like, not, again, not that I'm like a really good, pure guy that's not gonna do anything. Right. But that's, that was not my agenda. It was like to literally just like ask her out and then. Yeah, talk uh, about this experience. This actually, experience, what? I was gonna say, actually I had something come up and I was gonna say something, but now I don't remember. Okay, we can come back to it. Okay. But you did, you brought it back to you. So you think for you, because you had a situation where you mm. have to be forward. If you want, if you want to like meet a girl these days, you have to be forward. You got to talk. You got to like kind of impose on their day and kind of interrupt whatever they're doing and say, hey, I saw your butt and I'm talking to you now. You, can, you have to do that. But that's not the type of guy you are. No. So, but when you do that and then it works, yeah. Now, now it's the like person a, finds out who you it's are. It's like a conflict. Yeah. Like, um, I remember what I was gonna say. Um, I think I know why like she didn't end up. This might be related to like what you said, like just like being out there, like being like firm about it. I don't think she said anything back to me with the text because I was very vague. Because what did you say, my right? friend Luke? All right. Uh, he was like been on the podcast yes he uh, I told him what I said and he was like okay man you need to he's like what you did I said basically we want to get drinks tomorrow night I think I said that or to the effect of like would you like to get drinks this weekend okay he said what you need to do is set a time and a date and like basically basically make it very like uh, not concrete but like very specific so they have to get back to you instead of open ended and vague so he thought I was too vague and was kind of like nonchalant about it. Where he said, like, I should have said, drinks tomorrow night at like six. Can I, where can I pick you up? Type of thing. I don't think that would have worked. That's what, but that's what he said. And I was like, I thought it was me saying drinks tomorrow night. Uh, was Like if she wanted it bad enough, she would have been like down. I just, I just don't think it was. I agree I, with that sentiment. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I honestly don't know what happened, but I don't think she just wanted it. She never responded. Yeah, never responded. Okay, what I think you should have, you should, how many texts did you send her to no response? Two total. Two total. Actually, then he said, you don't, nothing after two. Did I say nothing after one? Really? Yeah. I, I was actually talking to another friend that's a girl, and she said two is fine. She's like, one, because you want the second one will be basically a follow up of like not that you think they like lost their phone or like didn't get the text, but it's just kind of like a like maybe they were busy. Like it, it basically like narrows down the possibility, the probabilities, or the statistics of them not getting the text. Like the second one is like if you don't answer that, it's like okay, not interested. Yeah, maybe the first one though. Text. Maybe like she dropped it in the phone no, 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 no. <laughs> in the toilet and. No. No, that's no, no, no. Okay, that someone told that I don't know. It was on a different podcast. Someone like said they're like texts go. People get texts. People receive texts. Mm -hmm. Texts don't get lost. I get and, that because people always are. Well, what if they didn't get it? What if this? Relax. Just 
live your life understanding that everyone got every text that was sent to them. I get that. You yeah. know? I believe that. If I texted you, if you texted her, and then you immediately texted me, you would get a text from me. You would. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's funny. We do that in our heads. We're like, well, maybe it'll... And then you send the second one. Or maybe they were busy. Honestly, I did not think... I honestly was not thinking, like, dropped in the toilet or something or, like, didn't get it. I My personality is... I feel like if you give me a shot, it's like the sales part of me coming out. Okay. If you give me a shot, like it'll like trust me, like you're gonna have a good time. Like okay. I'm a cool guy, and the first one, it's like it's almost like it's kind of like how I do it with like business, where I'm like, give me your like, let me d- use our service because you will like trust me, you'll be satisfied or you'll like it, and I'm a great guy and. Give her a free trial. Fr- yeah, yeah. So with her, I'm like, the first text is no doubt. Like, it didn't surprise me she didn't text back. And I'm like, I thought the second one, I would, even if even if it was like, this sounds bad, but even if it was like a pity date that she would end up going on, I still think that would have ended up good. You could turn it around. Yeah, oh yeah. I think, I think that's, I don't think I have a good first. No, I think I have a good first impression. Yeah, it, there's like something about like long periods of time exposed to somebody. I feel like I do really well there. Gotcha. Like the first inter- like again, like my first interaction, I was just like, "Thank you so much," and I walked away. Right. But like, I feel like if I like, if we had long drinks, I feel like I'd like make it really well and like disarm and do all those things, and then either be friend, maybe either become friends with her or like more. Gotcha. That's what I think. I feel like I feel like that's like a strength of mine is like uh, being able to like connect with a lot of people. And I feel like I could not do that over a text. Like that's like really hard for a text or just in, initial. So I was like trying to like do whatever I could to get the second date or the date. So even a second text was like maybe a little bit desperate, but hey, even if it no, worked, I get it. Even this... if even if she was like, ah, oh, fine, just to get him off my back. Right. Honestly, that's like I don't care. I don't have an ego or like I'm not ashamed of that. Like if that worked, and then we would hang out, and then she'd be like, you know what? I love it. Yeah, I don't know. Kiss me. (laughs) You know those stories where, like, you know what? I didn't give you a shot. You came off a little bit quirky, but now we're connecting. Yeah, I I already get that a lot, and so I feel like that would just be another. That's interesting because that's like a point of thing I've been talking about with people is your pride, and there are certain things like cutting off your nose to spite your face. A lot of times, people will make stupid decisions based on their own pride, Mm -hmm. and that directly hurts them. For instance, you, you can send the first text, which is no damage to your pride whatsoever. You're just reaching out. Mm-hmm. And then then the second, the second text is, okay, desperate, doesn't make you look cool. Yeah. You're not a cool guy. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, it's like, sure, your pride is like a little bit damaged. Your ego's kind of hurt. But the reality is if you don't have that pride, she didn't, she didn't respond to your first text, and she's yep. not going to respond. But she might respond to your second text. Exactly. And if, you're, if you've no ego to lose, yes. you, have, you literally have nothing to lose. That's what I was, yeah, exactly. And I feel like I've like trained myself with like through business to like just, I get rejected a lot, like through sales. Yeah. And I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm just like really determined to get what I want if I think it's a good thing or if it's like uh, mutually beneficial. Yeah. And so with her, uh, I thought it would be 
I was like, yeah, like first, honestly, yeah, I didn't even think about it. I was like, yeah, this is like mechanically in my mind, this is really desperate. Yeah. But I'm not desperate and I don't care. I just met her and she says, if she doesn't get back to me, I don't, okay. I, I could literally move on to the next thing. But if she did get back to me, I was like, it would be, we'd be, I feel like we'd connect. Okay. So yeah, like actually that's a good point. There's like no, like, I feel like that's a thing that I, I pride myself on. I don't think I have much ego in that regards to like right. getting no or like what, I feel like I'm like comfortable with myself and with like not, not being shameful. Right. About being rejected or not having a girlfriend or all those things that are yeah. supposed to be cool or whatever. Yeah, that's that's what it's that's what I'm really even like I've thought about this with like with jobs and stuff. The reality is a lot of times people will want to quit before they get fired. Mm-hmm. Which is cutting off your nose to spite your face. Because if you get fired you get severance, you can collect unemployment. Um but you still got fired. Mm-hmm. You're still you still have to deal with that rejection but real but in i don't i'm the same way now i'm getting the point in my life where i can just look at it as oh good good that i got fired if it's a job i didn't really like it's like good i got fired before i quit this is the best thing that could happen you know or even just like working with people not not a lot of times like let's say you it is in your if you get fired is in your best interest to say hey thanks for the opportunity it's been great uh, I've enjoyed working here. Uh, later, it in business that is the best way to go out because mm-hmm. you leave with a good reputation. They're like, oh, well, he was cool about it. But every part of you wants to be like, well, screw you. I don't. I don't. You. You suck. You're never. You're gonna fail. And all that. That's your ego talking, saying mm-hmm. you. You're gonna rue the day. But that's not. That you're cutting off your nose. You know. Yeah. Next time someone asks about you. They're gonna say, "Yeah, we fired him, and he was a psycho," you know. So, ego gets people in trouble. Yep. So in that same way, uh, send the second text. Yeah. Like in a um, send the third. I, I mean, I can text her right now. I have my phone here. No. <laughs> Actually, no. I'll call her. Uh, no, no. Oh my. Uh, you should call her. <laughs> uh, Actually, she probably, she probably didn't say my name, so she probably wouldn't even know who it is. Yeah. Um, to nerd out here, like the uh, the CEO of Airbnb said, he he said he realized that the most successful people he knows are shameless. Yeah. Meaning, like, like their whole story is about like just basically for two years being laughed at and not no traction, and then they finally were like getting traction, took off. But he said like he was just shameless about getting wisdom from guys, getting wisdom from people, even looking desperate, even like trying stuff and failing. But he's like, you realize that being shameful, being shameless or like progress, progress only happens when you're shameless because you don't care about like the outcome. Right. So he would like show up on his like customer's doors and be like, I'm the owner of Airbnb. Right. This could be embarrassing normally because like an executive or a CEO wants to appear huge and have all this layered yep. bureaucracy. And he's like, no, there's like three of us and we're small and we're going to like, I don't really care. I right. really want this customer service to be really well. And I, I, that like always has stuck with me. We're like, yeah, like if you're shameless, but you, and like you have a good intention on what you want to do, like why not? Like the second text was like, like I really had no shame. I was like, I have good intentions. I really think we could hit it off. I was attracted to her. Yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty cool guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, a solid guy. And if she doesn't get back to me, like, all right. Like what's she going to do? Like talk to her friends about how 
this guy was kind of desperate. Like, yeah. okay, like what's, I you don't, were. I don't know anybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know any of them. I'm like, it doesn't really matter. And it's right. gonna go, like it's not, like even if I do know someone else, like what are they gonna do? Like Joel sent another text. Like there's no downside to me. That's why, yeah. like a third text would just be like funny and just a waste of time. I did not think the second text was. Right. And I was just like, okay. On to the next thing. That's a funny thing. I think we're we're ashamed of the truth sometimes. Like I'll do that all the time. Like if you look at it, if you sent the third text, you're just a guy <laughs> sent a third text, and you might lie to people and be like, if you're ashamed of you, like yeah, I sent her text and uh, it didn't really pan out or whatever. But yeah. if you're just honest with who you are, you're like, yeah, I sent three texts. I texted her three times. Because I really wanted to, and she rejected him. You're not ashamed. You're just like, no, I did, because I wanted to. And I'm not ashamed of that, because it meant that much to me. Yeah. If you're not like, yeah, I didn't get rejected for a third time. I didn't send three texts to no avail. Like, if you just own it and say, yeah, dude, she must have not actually liked me at all, (laughs) you know? She must have lost her phone a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Just be honest and say... That's, I don't know, anything you do where you're like embarrassed of it, just be honest with yourself and say, oh, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. And it's also me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm the type of guy that texts three times. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You know? I feel, yeah. Like, it's almost like me specifically, like my close friends will know that I've like tried, even in parallel, like multiple businesses. And it's like, it could be like shameful or like an embarrassing to be like always talking about another idea, another business. But to me, it's like, it doesn't really matter because like I'm trying. Right. And if someone just like makes fun of me or talks behind my back, which most, most likely probably happens, not in like a vindictive way, but just kind of like, oh, he's on to the next thing or I don't yeah. know what Joel does. Right. It's like fine because I'm trying and I'm like, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. And it's the same thing. Like I have like good intentions and I'm trying. Like, there's nothing you can say about that. And if you do, then you, you obviously don't, like... Yeah, it's like, kind of the haters are going to hate mentality. Yeah. Like, I, would, I really like you to, like, try something that puts your, like, neck out on, their, on the line, you know? And I feel like I just try to... I'm trying... It's not like I'm, like, fearless. I just, like, want some... I just, like, want to try stuff. Yeah. And I'm just, like, learning that, like, it doesn't really... I'm, like... Yeah, I'm, like, sick. I'm trying to be secure enough to, like do that stuff and yeah not be ashamed of it yeah because you're right it is i think about that sometimes too um people saying whatever you know because it's it's your pride people's you know back at home saying oh joel yeah he's on to the next thing he's doing this he's doing that you know we'll see Mm -hmm. you know he's you know they're kind of saying this to feel better about themselves really yeah. So they can think, oh, I made the right decision. Joel's out there making wrong decision after wrong decision. Um, and you can't, you just can't let that drive you crazy because you realize it's your pride that's getting you upset and it's their pride that's causing them because they're probably dissatisfied. They're probably yeah. thinking like, oh man, yeah. you might strike gold. And I'm definitely not going to strike gold because I, I put my comfort ahead of my, you know. Yeah. Like you tear down other people because you're not because if you're doing well and successful you want that to happen you like other, like seeing other people do well yeah. and you're stoked but if you're not like I find myself when I'm frustrated I like to hear like other people doing poorly like that's like a natural thing you know yeah I love it 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, go back to the shameless thing. It reminds me of like the uh, you know the story a little bit. But when I first asked this other girl out, I don't know if I should say her name, but you don't have to. Um, I like asked her out with a piece of toilet paper. Um, I don't know the story. Yeah. Okay. At at Spikes. Oh, okay. That Keep one. That one. Yeah, that one was like, I don't know, like looking back. Like, I guess I again like I like I feel like I don't get social norms sometimes in relation to like boy and girl situations. But I thought that was like totally cool. But I like wrote my name. I wrote my number on a piece of toilet paper and I gave it to a girl. Yeah. And she ended up calling me. Yeah. But I feel like but like that was but like when I told people about that they like laughed and thought it was like really funny and I was like that was what that was like the medium I had with me that like I could write on right I thought that was like you didn't a, think about the fact that it's like shit no paper. no yeah I was, okay. I was like afterwards I'm like yeah I guess that was a little bit like funky but it worked and yeah like she the girl thought I had a, a big balls to do that and she really liked it I'm like oh yeah yeah. That reminds me of like the shameless thing where like, I didn't even like real I like wanted it. So I didn't really care like the little things <laughs> impeding that. Yes. You know? If you were insecure, you'd be like, Oh, it's on toilet paper, so gross, oh my gosh, she's gonna hate this. She's gonna reject me, you know. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you didn't even consider to think of reasons why she wouldn't like it. Yeah, I thought she was like really cute and she was really nice to us. I was like, Okay, like I, like how do I like how do I get that? Or how do I how do I proceed to get that? Right. And I just <laughs> had a pen with me and like, I was in the bathroom and wrote on a piece of toilet paper. Yeah. And only afterwards I was like, yeah, I guess that was, I'll just, I'll just talk it up to creativity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think ultimately that's what it, you, it's the, it's the, I don't know. I think it was like Charlie Sheen or someone talking about like hitting on women and it's like he gets, it, it, he, he, gets with a lot of women if you I mean if that's like your I'm not saying like all dudes want to get laid but if if you're like he talks about yeah I get rejected nine out of ten times but like I'm still get like I'm still not getting rejected once Uh a night if I ask if I like if I I don't know if I pursue ten girls a night which is a lot, but if you're just there to do it, you mm-hmm. do 10 and one out of every 10, every night you win. Yeah, it's a numbers game. Yeah, and I'm not even like saying it's like, apply it to everything, yeah. apply it to life. If you're not, if you don't have that ego, if you don't have that thing saying, but what if I fail, then you'll probably be successful because the fear of failure is what, Yep. it is really what impedes you from pursuing anything, you know? It goes back exactly to what that Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky said. Like, just he he just noticed shameless people get stuff done. Mm-hmm. They don't care how many times they fail. Yeah, he looked like an idiot for two years, and then like every single business you can think about that's good, like was like really awkward and stupid in the beginning and embarrassing moments. Yep. And I've always wanted to actually have a podcast. So I want someone to do a podcast or like a documentary of like those moments. Like Groupon had like really funny really embarrassing moments that were really bad before they got big. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's like literally for me, like currently I'm doing a business that like, I've, I feel like I've just landed something really well, really good. And it's taken me like three tries. Yeah. 
four tries in the last few years. And I have like, I've got it, I got it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I would have given up years ago, I'd be like working somewhere for someone I didn't want to work with and right. maybe somewhere I don't want to be. But now I feel like it's like, I'm like vindicated in a way. Yeah. Like I'm sitting in, we're sitting in a nice apartment. Yeah, it's an awesome and, place. Yeah. Um, like I feel like it was like eight months of just slogging and like going back and forth with like this company that finally just got it up and running and now if I would have given up or like listened to people or I feel like I wouldn't be here but yeah I don't know I just yeah that's really it it's uh you can cash out early you know and that's what it is it's really like you can really pursue it you can really go for it you can really say I don't really care what other people think that's what, I mean, I've, this is such a cliche, but it's really never put into practice and people don't really think about it for their own life. But like, what, what, a lot of your self-worth and everything is so tied up in like, what does everyone think of me? What's my perception to the people that mm-hmm. I'm around, you know? And it doesn't matter. Ultimately, like our moms and dads are the only people that really give a shit. Yeah. And I only care if my mom and dad are like ashamed of me. And they're not. Mm-hmm. So why do I care what like some dude at work thinks, you know? Yeah. Or like they're like unconditionally supportive. Your right. Are. So like other than that, it's like why would you, like they have all the bolster you need to like all the bolster and support that could just give you like the wheels and then everything else like doesn't really matter. Even your friends, like they love you, but they don't really care if you fail or not. It's just. Yeah. Like it just, it's you. Yeah, it's your thing. But yeah, that's, uh, I read this book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed, um, which it has the, it's the idea of like public shaming and stuff, but you can't, and it, it addresses, there was this guy in Germany, some public, some figure or something like that, I, some, but he had this, um, there was like footage of him doing, I had prostitutes and they were dressed as like, Nazi soldiers or something and they were whipping him and stuff and he had a wife too but he was trying it came out into the public and this was the ki- this was it, John Ronson wrote the book and this was his example of someone who was people the public were trying to shame him they were mm-hmm. trying to say look what you've done look at this guy and his testimony about it the way he came out with it the news story was over within days and it was a crazy news story because there was footage of him getting whipped, like his ass whipped by like women dressed as Nazi soldiers. It's crazy, these prostitutes. But he just addressed and he said, yeah, sexually I'm into that. I think it's hot and it turns me on. My wife knows about it. What? Yeah, like, like there's no ammo after that. There's no ammo. <laughs> like, you just de-arm him with like, yeah, like, dude, it's hot and I like getting whipped by fake Nazi. You're like, you're right. That is, I guess you have your fetish, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome actually, I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's just, if you just own it, if if you just are like, you, I, oh man, I've really listened to so much stuff lately. If you just kind of look at yourself for what you are uh, and then you can finally ask yourself like, what do I want to do? You can look at yourself for who you are in all of its ugliness and be like, okay, that's it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But what do I want? I'm only here on Earth for what, like 70, 80 years. What do I want to do, you know? 
because I don't want to be I don't want to be of maintaining my appearance you know my entire life that's not my goal just like just be you that's like what that guy Mark Manson that wrote about like not like so much picking up women but like the relationship between like getting 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 a girl or like the relationship between you two afterwards he's talking about like being just being you and like not being invested in what they think because the moment you do you're like needy and then you'll like bend to them right whereas ironically girls want you to be yourself have your own thing have like your job have your friends have your hobbies and then you are attracted to them and then you go go for it and if it doesn't work out that's fine because you're not invested in it and if it works out that's fine then you invest energy into it but this whole thing is like you should not like don't be a robot because like you want to be able to be, uh, approach a girl if you find her attractive ask her out without being like scared because the moment you're scared or insecure it means you're too you're too invested in what she thinks so this, like he's got really good and I could analogize that with like everything in life where it's like you should just be able to do whatever you want with good intentions and not worry about the outcome because like if someone was to interrogate you on the decision it's like I I wanted it I wanted to try like that's yeah. like the downside like like, why did you text the girl three times? I'm like, or two times. I'm like, because I, I thought she was attractive. And I thought it would work out. It didn't. Right. Then on to the next one. Yeah. Or, like, like did you feel like an idiot? Like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you tried that business? Like, yeah. I thought, I thought an app for whatever would work, and it didn't. And you on to the next one. Like, yeah. You're just like trying stuff. It's like a numbers game, like you said, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, it's a numbers game, man. And like learning that, like I've not always, I feel like in, I've had that intrinsically for a long time, but like it's not come out as well as it has in the last year or so for me, where I'm like getting really good at like being self-aware. I'm like, oh yeah, this doesn't matter. And then like, applying it to more areas of my life. Yeah. Like business and then with girls that I haven't like really focused on. Well, yeah, it's important. I mean, I think back in like high school, like real immature, all I wanted, all I wanted was for people to think I was cool. Mm -hmm. That was my life was just like figuring out what would make people think that I was like a cool dude, you know, at my most basic insecure kid, that was what I wanted. Now I've grown enough to realize that nobody's ever gonna, you can't do that. You're not cool. You're you're an insecure, scared little person. Mm -hmm. And everyone's better at everything than you. Just own that and then figure out like, what now? Where do I go from here? That's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of where that's kind of where I've, but I still struggle with it every day, you know. Whatever cool is, I don't know, I don't know if you use that defi definition, but it's like the people who want, it's either people who have a hobby or a thing that they really love and do it and are unaware of like other people's opinions about it are like, I would think are the cool people, yeah. which is like the whole, how the whole indie scene happened. I don't know if you want to get into that, but like, I feel like that's what indie was, indie music, but then indie music actually became self-aware Right, and then now it's like a thing where like you're just being you're being 
that way on purpose for everyone else to see you. Whereas like the, uh, whereas the true indie people didn't. It's trendy to look passionate. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the indie people like, you wouldn't even, if you were to see an actual true indie person now, you wouldn't even be able to recognize them. Or they, they wouldn't even look like a hipster. They wouldn't even look like it now. Right. Because they're not doing that. They're just doing their own thing. Because it's not authentic. Yeah. Yeah, and it goes back to like, once you once your ego is dead, you can really say, what am I passionate about? What were those moments in life where I was like, I wanted to do this weird thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I really wanted this thing to happen. I really felt good while I was doing it. Then you can go... You're right, and that is cool when you see someone just doing, just being passionate, doing what they want to do, and, yeah, just being interested. It'd be interested in something. And to, like, to uh, hell with, like, what, like, what's the current state is, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just, it gets totally irrelevant from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it, um... Chris D'Elia, listen to his podcast, and he was talking about, like, he was talking about drooling. He w- he was doing the podcast, and he was talking, and he was talk, and he was drooling. He like was so passionate about what he was talking about that he started to drool, and he kind of did this monologue on talking about if you're not drooling at points in your day, if you're not drooling during your life, he's like, when I'm doing stand up, I'm drooling at some point. Like, it's so into what I'm doing that I'm mm-hmm. drooling. And, you know, people laugh at you when you drool. People make fun of you. But he's like, what are you doing? If you're not drooling at stuff during the day, it was interesting to hear him say it. It was just like, then you're just not living. Yep. If you're not salivating, if you're not super passionate in it, you're, yeah, you're just wasting your life, you know? If you're making fun of other droolers, if you're just making fun of people for drooling and not drooling yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's, there's a thing now, yeah, I think... There's a couple of thoughts I had on that. Um, I think that the state of like society right now is like owning your own business and having like starting like making an app or like becoming an entrepreneur is cool now. Yeah. But there's this guy that I really like to listen to. His name's uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, he's good. He's he's an awesome. He does his podcast. And he's like super hardcore salesman guy. But he's like an awesome businessman. He um, he was talking about like he's like. He hates he hates it right now because he was doing he's in his forties but he was doing entrepreneurism he was like doing his own thing when he's like six seven eight or nine years old doing whatever was current at the time but making it about business he was like selling flowers door to door to people he would sell baseball cards I remember doing that mowing um, lawns doing whatever and now he's doing social media but because it's current but right. he's a businessman underneath you know or like through and through but he's like. He's pissed right now because he's had the fortitude to like throw his whole life go through it. He's like never in his entire life has he like been praised as a rock star until now. He's like I remember as a kid, everyone wanted to be basketball or uh, basketball stars or like a rapper. Right. He's like now rappers and basketball stars are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Kobe Bryant just started an investment fund. No, Kobe Bryant's starting his own energy drink. Yeah. Like that's a real thing right now. Yeah. Um. And he's like, something's not bad, but he's saying like, it's just in a state where like everyone wants to do that thing. Same thing when like everyone wanted to be a, a folk band or a, yeah. a, a rock band or whatever. But that just reminded me because I feel like in the same vein, in a way, 
like I've always liked investing and like high school and like business. And I feel like now I really love it. And although I'm not like crazy successful, I feel like I'm, I feel like I am an entrepreneur. And it's funny that like when you're around people that want to be or do something about it, you're like, you can kind of like spot that they're just like not truly there. They're not drooling. Right. They're just like talking about it. And you're like, I don't think it's like like tons of buzzwords and it's generalized. Trendy. Yeah. Like using like, just like super, like you're, yeah, you're in software. Like you probably hear like the buzzwords all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, you don't really, you don't love it. You're not like bleeding. You're not like in poverty, like trying to get this thing to work. You're not like doing like, you're not like going to hell and back to get the thing done. Like, yeah, not that like, like just because you go through hell and back doesn't mean you're going to be successful, but like that's what it takes. And then like, yeah, the willingness. Yeah. Like, like you said, like just does not matter what people think or like what you put yourself through. You just love it. Yeah. Cause I was going to talk about that when you were talking about, you know, people saying, Oh, Joel's, you know, he's doing another, like gotta, you know, get rich quick, whatever, you know, people saying, yeah. that. but there's also those people that want to be, you know, so let's say, how many people do we know um, that are just sayers? They're talkers. They're, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this big. I'm doing this app. It's going to be this, that, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. They'll talk and they'll talk because they want you to be, they want, their ego is going to, they're just wrapping their ego in this thing. Yeah. They just tie it up and they talk it up for you so that you think more highly of them and then you're like, oh, you're an entrepreneur. You're a tech guy. You're a whatever. So that, you think that of them. So their ego is wrapped up in the kind of the, the opposite identity. They want to be the startup guy, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, that they think it's cool. They think people will think more highly of them if they say this, but the reality is it's just like, you just, you, you this is still your self perception. It's not about business. It's about how people see you, you know? Yep. Yeah. That's why I think it's like a lot of yeah. That's like a whole different even like topic you talk about, but like the, like the emotional roller coaster is like that's like cliche, but for like uh, starting a business. But like I'm not even like the roller, not even the emotional roller coaster, but the emotional like the identity emotional stuff that I've gone through like is like crazy. Yeah, like especially after like college, like because in college you can say you're doing something while being in college and like if it fails it's like I'm at college doesn't really matter right but like doing it outside of college like as like a full-time thing there's like self-doubt there's like friends talking there's like family just not knowing what you're doing yeah especially when I'm like all the way out here in California right it's like it's just like a lot of like stuff I have never felt certain emotions before in my entire life like being in Indiana until like 25 years old 26 years old there's like things I've not felt emotionally on like the spectrum from like oh man like this is really weird this is like like like, none of of it was like depression it was just like weird emotions like conflicts Mm -hmm. of like ups and downs and thinking you have it and then you don't and then maybe i should get a job but then it's like no there's no way i can't even last a day and then right you're like oh man it'd be cool just to like you'd have like fantasies of like you would have fantasies of people making like yourself making four or five grand a month at a normal job being able to buy normal things and not worry about whatever but then thinking that i had that already and i was like depressed and i was like 
I was like, no, like I want this thing, and right. there's just like tons of like confusing emotions. That, and then on top of that, like no one understands you, at all. Right. Like, Jeff Bezos says like, if you're gonna, if you're an inventor, if you're like making stuff, like you have to be willing to be misunderstood for long periods of time. And they made, so they made like Amazon Web Services um, seven years ago, and he said that. For five years, no one cared or paid attention. Yeah. Now it's the, like the second biggest or one of the biggest money makers um, at Amazon. Yeah. It's like the biggest thing in the world, or uh, probably like soon. And like he said, no one cared and no one paid attention for five years. I really like that because it's yeah, like you're just super lonely. Yeah. That was a ramble, but no, yeah, you do. Yeah, you just it like, is don't, tough. You just like, don't care when you love something. That's the yeah. second thought I had when you said. Um, when you're drooling, I think when you love something, when you love someone or something, I think love is a negative art. It means like you, I think love is like you, you want something despite the negatives, not because of the positives. So when you love someone, like I don't think love is because of the positive things, because positive things can be taken away. Okay. Like just like that. Um, I have friends that are, that have like, gotten accidents and certain things about them that if they were if their partner was superficial just like that it'd be gone yeah like looks brains whatever um it's gone and you're still gonna love that person but i think loving someone or something um like it's all about like wanting it despite the crazy obstacles that come in front of you same thing with business like no matter how many no's i get how many times i've failed doesn't really matter because I like want it. Yeah. Because it's not like I don't about the money. Because if I wanted money, I could just go get a jo- nice job. Right. It's not about the fame because I might not ever get it. Um, it's I can't tell you why, but I want it despite like the bad things, the like the negativity, like the misunderstanding, like the crazy patience, the emotional roller coaster. Like those are all bad things, and I but it doesn't matter because I want it. I don't, know yeah. if that, I don't know if that made sense, but no, it does. It's same thing with a girl. Like, there is when you love someone, you like no matter how many people tell you around you that you don't like, you shouldn't want it, or like tell you red flags. Like, people just want what they want. If they're drooling for it. They're gonna get it. Or they want it, and that's what I think. Like, that's maybe that's not love. Maybe it's a little bit of madness, but yeah, it's uh, I think it's a lot of. Uh it's purpose. So I think people, a lot, and I've seen this a lot with people, they fall in love with someone and that love and whatever it is, is even like drama queens and drama kings, people that get in these like tumultuous relationships and stuff. For me, I see that and I'm like, oh, you guys are just people without purpose. You don't have purpose and this drama and this like, just fights and bullshit gives you a sense of purpose. If you're mm-hmm. in a fight, if you're working through something, you know, well, we'll get through this baby. You know, it gives you this Thank narrative. You. It gives you this like, you know, your movie, your film of your life. It gives you a sense of like, this is, I'm, I'm doing something. You're like, you're like chewing on calories, you're like chewing on empty calories and it makes you feel like you're eating food, but you're like not, you're just like, yeah, it's like, like drama. It's like not anything of substance, it's just, yeah, I get that. 
Yeah, I mean, whatever though, whatever works for people, dude. Because I think what you're saying, I mean, people gotta drool, people gotta have purpose. They need something to convince themselves that, like, they're doing something. It's almost like distraction, but it's that you need that. You'll get depressed, you'll kill yourself, whatever. If you don't have that passion, if you don't have that purpose, mm-hmm. um, people find it in different ways, man. People cheat on their spouses just to feel well alive, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I guess I agree with that. Like, I kind of go back to that, but I don't, I don't know how to put it other than like it's like clear to me that if you, um, about a bunch of people would disagree with me, but I don't think love is like a formula or like anyone can tell you what it is. I for me, it's just like you want the thing, whatever it is, despite the negatives. And I guess that doesn't tell you why you want it. It's just you want it. But the negative things are not going to keep you from it. But if you like someone, I, like one of my biggest turnoffs is when someone's like, I like her because she's like smart. Or like I love her because she's like smart, intelligent, uh, kind, loving, blah, blah, blah. And like literally like every other human being, like everyone, like I've like heard people say that about their other half and I'm like, I know they're not that smart or like you know it's like everyone just has like these like three or four things that are cliche that like the reason why they like someone right but it's funny because if you think about in, in like the drop of a hat something could happen to anybody yeah anytime and those reasons why you like someone could be like gone and I think that's why you like have to find something that you don't know why you love it but you love it you just freaking want it yeah like, I don't I think it's gotta be in the genes or like something in the universe like, I don't know why I like business. I just freaking want it. I just want to do it. And I've been, like, it's just taking a freaking long time to do it. And I feel like same thing with people. Like, something could happen to you. You could be incapacitated. Or you could, like, something really bad. bad. Like, you're, like, you could not be, like, beautiful anymore. And, well, you're, like, partner. Since, like, your partner said basically that was, like, the reasons why they are with you. It's like one of the legs of the stool's gone. Like, does that mean it's kind of like... Right. Not that you have to be, like, perfect human being and, like, be, like, create... Be... Yeah. No, I know what you that, mean. That makes sense? Like, I think it's okay to say, yeah, I like my wife. If you really look at it, you're like, I like my wife because she's beautiful, she's smart, and she's kind. Mm-hmm. You can look at all those things and say, yeah, they, sure, they're all things that could change and they're all, like things that benefit me, uh-huh. but I think that's, I don't know, I think that's fine. I think those are nice things. And, and ultimately, those are things that can bring you to a person and get you there, but I think ultimately what love is, is someone just being, when you really love someone who really need them, it's just someone, even thinking about family relationships or friends, it's just someone that I'm like, oh, that person's on my team. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. Just like, oh, that's a person that's they've got. They're looking out for me, and that's really what it comes down to. Is someone saying, "Hey, life's t- life's tough, man. A lot of times it sucks, but they're here. They'll always be here. You know, this is my. These are my people, and it's nice to have them here while I'm going through." just the shittiest parts of life. Mm-hmm. 
So while maybe like a your tribe wife almost what almost like a tribe. Right. Yeah, your tribe, you know, so it's like, yeah, sure, my wife had huge boobs, and that was cool when I was getting to know her, but now my yeah. wife is, like, my only friend. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. That's actually a good point. Like, it, like, greases the skids in the beginning. Yeah. Like, those things, because everyone, like, those are really nice things to have, like, intelligence. You don't, like, want those things to go away, but I'm saying, yeah, to, so, like, just, like, go, those get you to the person, but then I think whenever you find that person because like a bunch of people are attractive a bunch of people are intelligent a bunch of people are like all those things and like for some reason like sometimes when you just find the one I feel like you're just like that's it and then like all those other things could I'm, yeah. also, I'm also single so you could also put a disclaimer at the very bottom of this and say well I'm Joel's. single but I know everything <laughs> yeah that's see I'm not like a sage I'm a sage. Uh, a saggy. <laughs> um, we should talk to my uh, ex-girlfriends about all this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, but... <laughs> I used to, like... I used to piss off people about my views on love. It was, like, it was like really cool, cold. It wasn't, like, mean. It was just, like, cold. Yeah. So I used to say, like... I didn't fully believe it, but I used to say... Um, I can think of like a few people right now that like used to get mad at me when I said this, but I would say you really don't love anybody all the time. You just like when you think about them, that's what like, like, like I, I was telling them like you don't love your parents. You just as soon as you think about them, you love them, but you don't love them like you can't all the time. Yeah. Like when you're sure. not when you're not thinking about them, you're not you know they're actually not they don't exist. But right. When you think that was about them. Yeah, but yeah, when you yeah, think yeah. about them, so you like. There's actually just heightened uh, moments of love. And everything else, you don't even love them or whatever. Yeah. But like that was just more like a devil's advocate. And I used to get really mad at that. Right, just to piss people off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Your brain, I mean, that's just, it's funny to like really break down your brain if you just look at it as like a ball of mush that's like experiencing emotions and trains of thought and stuff like that. Yeah, you can look at it that way and say like, Oh, you're only you're thinking about how hungry you are right now. Uh-huh. Even because even when you're even when you have like a a death in the family, like say you're like dad dies or something like that. At some point, you're gonna get hungry, uh-huh. and you're gonna be a little distracted from your dead dad. You know, so you can look at it that way. You can be like, oh, you just you know, you don't you don't really love your dad because you wanted a cheeseburger. Uh-huh. Which, you know. Yeah, but it was more like just like, just like pushing the button. It, mo- it actually was mostly girls because they would just like, yeah, they have all these like things in their mind. The other one was like, I thought it was just like a cornucopia. Like love is just a cornucopia of like three or four basic things, which is like, you're just attracted to somebody and you're like, you're emotionally insecure and like, ooh, uh, and I like, do agree with that. Three or four things moving in the same direction makes you feel like love but like love is just like a chemical in the, in the mind yeah I've even had there's things where I've, I've like found it in myself is if certain people like I want their approval you know and I'm like oh wow this is an ugly side of me like it's not a, I won't let it go anywhere because I'm 28 years old and I'm too old for that but I'll still have that where it'll be I'll just say it, it was like, like romantic things mm-hmm where someone will like pay attention to me for a little bit and then they'll like 
withhold their attention or attend like affection or whatever it is and then they'll like withhold it from me and then i'm like oh okay i really want that now that it's gone yep. but i realize it now and i'm like okay that's natural because it's like almost like a withdrawal symptom yep but anyone that who's going to do that to you is it's addictive <laughs> But anyone that's going to do that to you is not... Yeah, I guess to wrap my thought, it's like a self-worth thing. Sometimes people, if they can make you feel like shit, they feel better about themselves. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's a dangerous place to be. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's like a, that's like a storm, dude. Like, the, Yeah, when you're around people that are not in control or, yeah, like, treat people like crap, I found, my, I found myself treating other people like crap really oh yeah like it's like when you're like around healthier people around like your parents and like people that love you you like feel good and you're refreshed but then when you're around other people that are like talk like subtly toxic or don't treat you well but you don't notice it very much you can like like seeps into you and you can like treat other people poorly and yeah. I, I noticed myself doing that too but yeah yeah, because you're upset, usually. Yeah, yeah, because it makes you stressed out and anxious because they're treating you like crap. And then you, in turn, treat your friends like that because you are also anxious. And like, and yeah. the, the person that's treating you like crap is getting treated like crap as well. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, you just got to get out of the path. The cycle. Yeah. Yeah, don't pay negative forward. Mm-hmm. That's it is the thing I think about sometimes is that idea of, the the thing that breaks the cycle of bad and sin and evil and negativity when you say yeah i've been shit on you know i've gotten the raw end of the deal but i'm gonna i'm not gonna pass that on yeah even though that's all i want to do is pass it on to someone else he's gotta like man up and be like or just yeah like recognize it and then just just move on. Like get, I get out of the path, and then just like make another path with people around you that are like healthy and yeah, that love you. Like have like good intentions that are grown up and adults. Yeah, cut the bad people out for sure. You got anything to plug before I run out of battery again? Run out of memory? Uh, not right now. Goodbye, everybody. Tell say Joey, Joey's battery died. Joey's battery died, and um. I'm Joey now. That's a wrap, folks.